Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is August 15th, it's 2019, and we have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy here, Jordan Cooper Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I see that you're you're in a, a new location. Are you just do you just travel around where where NASCAR is? Like that's where you live for the week? Yeah. So I, I do you know 18 to 20 races a year. So um, on the road a lot. So the end of the week sometimes. Now that you guys can see the podcast, you'll see that um, Thursday Friday podcast sometimes will be in hotel rooms, and that's exactly where I'm at tonight. Do you think that you drive further during the year than the drivers in the race drive? No. Close. Probably, it's probably close. I don't know. I have, to, I have to go back and look at my taxes from last year. <laughs> I don't think they drive like 500 miles or something, like in one race or something? Yeah, five, yeah but they do it 38, 39 times. Ah, okay. So you're not – okay. I, but it could be on a given weekend. You've driven further than they've driven. This weekend, yeah. Uh, I'll drive further this weekend home and back um, than they will at the, the, for the race. So, And if you and drove they, as fast as they did, you could have gotten there in about an hour and a half. I know. It takes them three and a half hours. It can take me um, 18 hours. So there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you guys haven't already, make sure you check out our sponsor, FantasyDraft.com. Awesome sponsor of the podcast. We love their New rake-free contest is going to be loading up on them for football here with the Million Dollar Hooters kickoff bash. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, today's the day. You know, you can sign up for Rotor Grinders Premium for football and um, play some preseason NFL and get, take advantage of the free roll that's on Fantasy Draft today. Try to turn a free roll into a hundred grand. Um, win a $20 ticket and try to turn that into a hundred grand. Um, that, that's, that's a wide dream, but hey, anything can happen. At least you don't have to pay the 3% deposit on the free roll. There you go. Or membership fee. Like, it's straight right. up. It's just straight free roll. Like, no, no rake on a free roll, right? <laughs> uh, let's jump into this slate. We have eight games to talk about. It's an ugly one. We were talking about it pre-podcast here. It's, it's not the best slate in the world. Um, we get started with the Chicago Cubs, Philadelphia Phillies. Hugh Darvish against Drew Smiley. No total in this one yet um, on my screen anyway. Uh, any interest here in Darvish? I think he'll end up being one of the most chalkiest pitchers on the slate. Uh, I currently have a uh, 9.5 total, 5.2 okay. for the Cubs, 4.4 for the Phillies. Uh, I mean, I don't know what sports book it is. It's just it's imported here. Uh, Darvish doesn't seem to have gotten past his walk problems, so – like, the Phillies strike out enough that you see this lineup with, you know, if Kingery's in it or, or like, I mean, Hoskins has a strikeout rate, Harper could strike out. I mean, uh, Darvish, is he really getting, is he getting a ballpark downgrade, upgrade, whatever? I mean, he's susceptible to power. Darvish, is the, if he's not on, like, the Phillies could kill him. But his strikeout potential, I think on this slate, I think between, like, maybe him and Sonny Gray, like, those are the two guys with, like, the highest swing and strike rates. 
So at ninety seven hundred, like that, there's not like he's the he's the most expensive pitcher, right? We don't have a ten k pitcher at all. So like as far as the upside is concerned for ninety seven hundred, I think he's one of the only players pitchers on the slate that could put up a thirty point score. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, you know, I, I I do agree with you. I think he's going to be chalk, and I'm okay eating some chalk every once in a while, especially when it comes to starting pitching. Uh, so I think this is a spot that I have no issues eating the chalk. I, I think the one thing that we're going to run into when you're playing Darvish is where are you going to get the bats? Uh, because there's so many bats on the slate. So you're going to have to find, you know, a diamond in the rough as far as an SP2 if you're playing Darvish because there's a lot of bats to, to play today. Drew Smiley on the other side's game. We play Smiley every once in a while. Um, Probably not this spot, right? Now that they've added Castellanos, um, Hap is back. Like, they have four or five guys here that can hit left-handed pitching really well. I think it really depends on the Cubs lineup because with, with Smiley being a lefty, like Hayward was out of the lineup. He was scratched late. So if he's not in the lineup and then maybe they don't play Schwarber in the lineup because he's a lefty, and maybe they don't play Hap in the lineup. I know Hap has a high strikeout rate, but like to me, I'm the most scared with Smiley as far as hard contact. So like even if it's a lefty like Schwarber and Hap uh, from that side, they, they have power, and Smiley could get hit by lefties also. So if we see like Almora or Boti – and those type of guys in, I'm much more inclined to play Smiley at 6,600, but it's not like I want to. And if those guys are in the lineup, I'm more inclined to play uh, like the the righties, like Castellanos, Bryant, Baez, and I even don't mind Rizzo batting lefty against them. Yeah, and Hap, he's a switch hitter, so you know you can play him. He has a really high hard hit rate this season against lefties. He's been good. Very small sample. He just got, you know, activated not too long ago. So not a large sample for half, but he's at left-handed pitching well this year. Um, you know, you talked about it. Cassianos, Bryant, Baez, um, all, all the all the guys with power are the guys that I want to target against Smiley. I want the home runs. Right. The only problem on this slate is that, like, they're all expensive. Like, they're all, like, the Cubs aren't priced down or anything. It's uh, 4,700, 5,000. Baez is 5,100. Rizzo lefty lefty is forty seven hundred, but we're gonna we're gonna constantly say this in, on every team on this entire slate. That's why it's the slate isn't disgusting because like we don't have pitchers to play or we don't have bats to play. Like we have both. It's just a matter of like if you play the good pitchers. Uh, I don't know what bats you're playing. Even though the top pitcher is, is only ninety seven hundred, like you're either playing a vomit stack or you're playing vomit pitchers. You're not gonna like your lineup no matter what you do. <laughs> uh, the Philly side of things here, any interest in any of these Phillies bets? Well, they're priced down. So, like, I mean, you could play Hoskins at 3,800. You could play Harper at 4,300. Segura at shortstop, 3,600. Uh, I mean, I don't like the bottom of the lineup that much. But, like, the thing about Darvish now is that if he's not going to walk anyone, like, the stack isn't good anymore. Like, you typically want to target, like, stack-wise – you want to target non-strikeout pitchers or pitchers that walk a lot of people because they'll constantly have men on base and five guys could go off and have 10 runs and all get points. But if Darvish is going to have like one walk and nine strikeouts and give up two home runs, I'm more inclined to just like play onesies and twosies of this, especially if they're obviously going to be lower owned because if Darvish is the chalk pitcher, I mean, that's obvious leverage. 
Um, all right. Moving on here, we got the Indians and the Yankees. Adam Plutko against the Yankees bullpen type game. Um, I don't think there's a long reliever announced yet, so we're just going to play it as a bullpen here. Um, any interest in Plutko against the Yankees? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get Plutko right one of these days, and that's not – I don't mean by playing him. I mean by stacking against him. <laughs> yeah, all of his numbers scream regression. Um, you know, he's just not – very good. He just he throws a lot of strikes and gives up a lot of fly balls. So doesn't have really a big strikeout rate. So it's a terrible matchup for him here. Um, we're not playing this bullpen situation unless we get some kind of news where hey, this guy's going to work four, five, six innings. Right, and even then, you may is it worth taking a shot on a like a Mantiply or a Cortez or whoever it's going to be? I mean. I mean, you can. I mean, there's no, there's really no cheap, cheap pitcher that I would, like, want to play. I think, like, Smiley's the cheapest to me. I mean, I mean, maybe get away with Derek Rodriguez, but, I mean, he has no upside. Uh, so, like, to me, this game is about the bats and not about the pitching. Yep. Uh, let's talk the bats here. Um, Cleveland going into New York. This bullpen features a lot of right-handed pitching. I think we can look at some of these Cleveland backs. Like, we're getting a, a nice ballpark upgrade going here into Yankee Stadium. Like, uh, is this going to be a team that just maybe kind of goes overlooked because there's so many bats on the slate and people are so scared of the Yankees' bullpen? I don't know if people are scared of the bullpen. I think, like, someone at a scarce uh, second base position, I, I, I could see Kipnis getting double-digit ownership at, at 4000 I mean, Mercado is priced down at 4100 I mean, Fran Mill, even if he bats seventh, is 3,900, and that's power. Your boy, Roberto Perez, 3,400. I don't mind the bottom of the lineup. Gotta only play, you only play Perez against lefties. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be a bullpen game, so we may get some lefties. <laughs> we don't know. Well, they don't have a lot of lefties in the bullpen, so I'm not, I'm not overly excited about playing Perez today. But, hey, he's a guy that has an ISO and a hard hit rate that's worth looking at for catcher. Right, but if we take a look at the total in this game, it's 11. It's 6.2 for the Yankees and 5 for the Indians. So, like, there's a ballpark upgrade for the Indians. Like, still, it's one of these things where they're all pretty much priced up-ish where, like, if you stack the Indians, like, you can't get good one-offs in your three other spots. And then I take a look at the Yankees, and the Yankees are cheaper and I'm, I'm going to make my money off of Plutko at one of these times, and I'd rather play the Yankees bats. My problem is is that I'm, I'm going to hope they're not too chalky. They're going to be popular. Um, I was going to say pretty much the same thing. They're, I think they're the top, t- top stack on the slate. Um, and when you consider pricing and you, if you want to, like, play a stack and you want to play Darvish, like, a lot of people are going to play the Yankees. Um, and – you know, you still have to kind of sacrifice your SP2 to do it. Like, you're playing a Smiley or maybe like an Aaron Sanchez or something to, to do it. But I think a lot of people are going to do it just because of the pricing. Like, play four Yankees and not pay over 4500 and get plenty of upside just with those four bats. And you don't have to use all three outfield spots. So, um, it, it's certainly a stack that I expect to be pretty popular today. Um, and, again, like – I'm with you. Like, Plucko at one of these times is going to give up that three or four or five home run game, and I'm just, I've just been waiting for it. Like, the hard hit rate, the fly ball rate, the, the no strikeouts. Like, it's not a team you want to face when you have that kind of splits. 
Right. This may be the game that Aaron Judge actually hits a home run. <laughs> Maybe. Ground out to shortstop three times. But, I mean, between him, I mean, Didi Gregorius, if he's batting cleanup at 4,400 at a shortstop position, I mean, like, he may be the highest-owned player on the entire slate. Um, all right, we go from one of the best, I feel like one of the best stacks, to another stack that I really like today. We've got the Cardinals and the Reds, 9.5 total, Waka against Gray. Um, any interest here in Waka? Oh, I'll play bats against him, sure. <laughs> I said one of the favorite stacks is the Reds. We'll talk about them in a minute. Waka's bad. 5.01 XFIP, 18% K rate, 10% walk rate, 40% hard hit rate on the season, just not generating any soft contact. As far as Sonny Gray on the other side of this game, you kind of have to like Gray here a little bit, right? Like they have a few lefties they can throw in this lineup, but they're still pretty much right-handed heavy. Um, if you want to pivot off of Darvish or play them together, I, I think you can certainly look at Gray. Well, I mean, Gray has as much of a strikeout rate as Darvish does. I mean, he's pitching in a. I mean, you're pitching in Philly, so that's 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 a hitter's ballpark. I mean, Cincinnati's a hitter's ballpark. Uh, but in 9100 facing, uh, I mean, I know the I know the Cardinals lineup has gotten better. They've gotten healthier now. Carpenter's back. Ozuna's back. But like, as far as upside, him and Darvish are the two guys that could put up 30 point scores. The thing is, is that like I I play Sonny Gray more. The only person that plays more Sonny Gray is shit my money. And and he'd be correct at six percent ownership, but I think Gray comes in at twenty plus this slate, and I one of those two pitchers, Darvish or Gray, both are fly ball rates. So I'm I'm the ownership game, Stevie. I, I'm I've 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 taken I've taken your term. I, I use it now. I'm just, uh, rub off on me. I'm mean, just the easiest way to explain it. Just the ownership game of if Sonny Gray, if I start seeing. Uh, Jamino putting out a 25% uh, ownership projection. Like, I may be looking at some of these Cardinal bats and playing less of Gray, but if Gray's coming in at, at under 18%, I'll probably have three times the field. Yeah, if he's 25, just play him at 45 or 50. Just double the field. Come on, now. Yeah, but if you're playing seven, that's too many lineups. The 70 line, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have 35 lineups with Sonny Gray in him? I don't want to do that. <laughs> Um, Cardinals bats, you know, I think they're an interesting low on stack. You know, when we're looking at pitching on the slate and gray at ownership, like I don't think I'd play one offs here. Like, I guess you could take a one off on like Ozuna or something, but like, I like the stack of Goldie, Ozuna, DeJong, Carpenter. Um, it gives you a nice little four man, you know, off of, you know, nice leverage, you know, especially if, especially if you're even playing Sonny Gray, you know, that hedge life is always fun. Right, and make sure you're throwing you out of your Merlina. Don't play the four-man. You play the five-man and include the catcher so you don't tilt when he hits a home run and you're like, why isn't he in my stack? <laughs> the one home run he hits a month. He actually was hitting the ball really well before he got hurt this year. Like, but who knows? The guys before him get on base, he gets a double and three RBIs, and the catcher position is disgusting. And you're sitting there with, like, you know, why do you have a, a Jose Trevino one-off instead of just playing, like, Yadier Molina in your stack? <laughs> so the question with the Reds is, Aquino not going to ever not hit a home run? Like, you know, we, we talked about Jordan Alvarez for so long, but nine home runs in his first 15 games <laughs> – like, he's just crushing the ball. He gets a matchup here with Waka, who can't get anybody out. Like, you load up on some reds here. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's a Aquino is a perfect matchup for, for Walker because Walker's like a fly ball hitter that doesn't strike people out. So, like, uh, Aquino's main weakness is obviously strikeouts. But, I mean, if they're going to play, like, Galvis in, like, the five hole at 3,900 in the shortstop spot, then you can get Votto at 4,000. Then you always have, like, Senzel or Winker. Like, against Waka, like, I don't even care what side of the plate the batters are in. Like, his fly ball rate is, is big to, to both sides. So, like, to me, it's just a – I'm going to grab five people close together in the batting order, uh, maybe grab some Tucker Barnhart because make sure you throw – I don't want to have that Jose Trevino one-off that's with zero points or whatever. So, so make sure you do that. Uh, but, I mean, the only thing with this stack is that it's almost impossible to five-man stack with having – with not having at least one of Suarez or Aquino, which is going to increase the price of the stack. So just be aware of it that I'm more inclined to drop one of them and play five guys and then have like, you know, like a twins outfielder instead of a Kino and they just hope he doesn't hit a home run. Fair enough. Um, Mets and Braves, nine and a half total. Stroman, Tehran, Tehran slight favorite here. Um, the game that kind of disappointed, you know, on Wednesday, you know, especially when it came to the Braves, I know um, I played, you know, plenty of brave stacks uh, against Mats, And it was just, you know, you kind of got a little concerned when that weather rolled in, but you know, the ownership was right where you wanted it on the Braves and even a few of the Mets, but you know, it just didn't work out. So we move on. Um, any interest here in Stroman? Uh, I, at 8,400, I, I mean, I, I guess you could play him, but I mean, he had a great outing until he, he ran into trouble, like in the sixth inning, uh, the, his last time out, but like for 8,400, like, uh, I'd rather just go down and take like Aaron Sanchez or Drew Smiley, like because like Stroman at eighty four hundred almost can't even be an SP two because if you play Darvish and Stroman, like you got to find a vomit stack there. So he's like right in that price range where, like it seems like you're overpaying for his floor, and he has doesn't have as much of a ceiling, especially against the Braves team that has a five implied run total. Yeah. I just... 8,400, I, I think I'm either going up for a Darvish or a Gray or kind of going down for somebody below him that – I don't hate Stroman ever. Um, but going into Atlanta, it's a ballpark downgrade for him going from New York to Atlanta. Uh, I, I just – you know, we're going to make the, the same case here, on, like Julio Tehran on the other side of this game. It, it's just – on paper, it's not the worst matchup in the world for Julio Tehran. Um, you know, if he can get by two or three guys here in the middle, like – it's just a price point, and I guess if, like, these guys are low-owned, maybe that's when you start taking shots on them. But, like, you know, just overall numbers-wise, like, they're not going to pop here. Like, the Mets, they, they have a less than 20% K rate against righties. They walk at a pretty high clip, uh, especially the middle of this order. Um, it, it's just, you know, they got good on-base guys at the top of the order. It, it's just, for me, it's just not a spot that I'll play Tehran but I don't think I'd talk you off of it necessarily um, if he, if he's low owned, but if he's going to be pushing 15 to 25% ownership, just because there's not a ton of options on the slate, it's an easy stay away for me. Now, Tehran, I, I, I may have the, the most of Tehran on the slate. Yeah. Currently because uh, two reasons. One, he's 500 cheaper than gray. How do you click on Tehran's name and not click on gray's name? So I can't see Tehran getting 20% ownership. If we take a look at this Mets lineup, 4.6 implied run total. No Cano, no McNeil. They're both injured. 
they the 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 left. I mean, you have Conforto as a lefty, and then what? Joe Panic? Am I really scared of Joe Panic? I mean, really, with Tehran, I know he's been giving up hard contact to righties also, but he's also been striking them out. So taking a look, when Ahmed Rosario is the leadoff hitter, like, yeah, he has to navigate around Alonzo, but am I scared of, like, what, J.D. Davis, Todd Frazier? Like, those are strikeouts. Ligaris has no power. So, and then, the, obviously, a pitcher slot. So, like, if, if Tehran's going to be, like, 12% owned, like, I could, I could be 30% of him. Uh, and he could, get, he could get 8Ks this matchup. Still, maybe still give up two runs. And if you're playing him in the place of a Gray or Darvish in like one of those like leverage type lineups where you're playing like Phillies against Darvish or, or, uh, or the Bats against uh, the Cardinals against Gray, like I think, that, I think that's absolutely viable replacement. But, uh, but ownership game, Stevie, it's all about if, if you tell me, I don't know, for whatever reason, Tehran is 30% owned then I, I don't like to play as much anymore. Yeah, you know, he's, he's profiled. He, he doesn't profile great against this team as far as batted ball profile stuff. But, you know, play the ownership game. Like I said, I'm not going to really talk you off of it. You, you talked about a lot of things, you know, Cano, McNeil. That makes a huge difference in this lineup. Rosario is a very good on-base guy. He doesn't usually strike out or, or, or walk. He usually puts the ball in play. So, um, yeah, let's talk bats here. You know, what are we looking at, if anything, for the Mets? Well, I mean, at Conforto, I guess. You could always play Pete Alonso. But, I mean, the, the prices on, on, the, on the bats are just, like, the bottom of the order sucks. So, yeah, they're cheap. Panic Ligaris. But, I mean, you can play Frazier as a one-off. He could hit a home run. But, I mean, like, Frazier's 3,700. Like, I'd rather take the leverage and take Matt Carpenter, low-owned against Gray, than take Frazier against a lesser-owned Terran I, 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 it just, I don't see anyone on the Mets that I need to have because Conforto, even at 4,600, like they're like, they're Yankee bats. There are twins bats. There are other bats that I could take anyway. And then on the brave side, like I kind of say the same type of thing. Yeah. Like I think the Atlanta side is a little bit more interesting than the um, Mets side of things. Like, you know, we have a ground ball guy that you know can still give up some hard contact so i don't mind maybe looking at like a freddie freeman um albies acuna uh you know they're pretty neutral fly ball ground ball guys so i, I think like if you want some leverage here uh they're gonna be low i don't expect the braves to be popular whatsoever they're not my favorite stack they're not even probably top three for me but i, I could see why you'd look at you know three four even even if you want to make it like a, a brian mccann as your fifth because you know we've we've talked about it don't forget the catcher spot <laughs> yeah, just the, the prices here are just 5,600, 4,900, 5,300 against Stroman. Like, dude, like, I'll, I'll, this, this Twins Rangers game, the Yankees Indians game, like, the bats are cheaper and just like better hitting environments. So, like, yes, these guys will be lower owned, but I, I would see it more as a one off play. Like, I could see playing McCann as a one off at 3,400. I can see playing Albies, 4,900, one off at second base, scarce position. But, like, outside of that, like, Donaldson at 4,300, like, it just doesn't stand out as, like, yeah, if they're 2% owned, sure, take a shot in a couple of lineups. But outside of that, like, it's not, it's not really a team I'm targeting. Yeah, I think Donaldson, you know, you mentioned his price at 4,200. Like, if you're looking at guys in that range, like, he's a guy that has two home run upside. So, like, he stands out to me. So, 
Like he's he he's certainly in play here. Um, Twins and Rangers, 11.5 total. Smeltzer against um, Pedro Piano. Um, any interest here in Smeltzer? Uh, uh, you may hate me for saying it. Lefties against the Rangers, you got, I mean, you got to at least pause for a second. I mean, it, it's a horrible run in uh, the hitting environment. And I mean, it's a horrible pitching environment. Uh, the Rangers have a 5.2 implied run total. The Twins have a 6.4. So it doesn't seem like the place to get pitching. But, like, if the Rangers are going to throw out, like, like all their best bats are pretty much lefties. And Smeltzer gets up to way too much hard contact to both sides of the plate. But, like, I could see Smatter. If, if I'm playing 70 lineups tomorrow, I, I may still have to have some of them. Well, like, when we're looking in this range, like, who's facing, you know, a, a team with six guys with strikeout rates over 25%? Well, Smeltzer. Um, you know, you talked about it. This team – Texas all year, we've picked on them with left-handed pitching all year. Not only do they strike out at a high clip, they don't walk very much. Like, he, he's by far not the best pitcher in the world, but he's facing a team with a lot of strikeouts. Like, Andrews and Pence don't strike out. That's fine. Like, get around those guys. Don't get crushed by those guys. But there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So, when we're looking at the slate, we're looking for a cheaper SP2 to pair with Darvish and still get bats. You, you have to kind of give him a look here. Um, you know, it goes back to the whole argument with Drew Smiley as well, you know. So, I, I actually think he's okay. And Payano on the other side of this game, he, he's, he's shown a ton of strikeout ability in the minors, but it just, not, it, it just has not translated whatsoever into the majors. And he's getting a, a massive negative ballpark shift here going from Minnesota to Texas. Yeah, I mean I... – I mean, on on the Smeltzer side, the 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 righties in in the Rangers lineup, other than Andrews and Pence, are Kiner, Falefa, the Shields, and Trevino. Like, they're not going to kill you. So, like, even if they get, if, even if they make contact, it's it's not going to do anything. But on the Payano, the Twins are the they they're the biggest power offense in the entire majors, and they're going into one of the best hitting environments in the entire majors, and uh, they're going up against a pitcher that, if he's not striking people out, is giving up an absurd amount of hard contact. Uh, it's a high variance play. I mean, yeah, Payano's probably going to be 2 4% owned or something at 6,300. And sure, maybe he can strike out eight people. I mean, you could go for it. But I'm looking more on the side of, of the Twins' bats. They're going to have the highest implied run total. Their bats aren't cheap, but... It's, it's one of those slates where you're going to just choose a team and go with it. And whether it be the Yankees or, or the Twins or any of these, I mean, they're all viable. So I think I'm more likely to play the bats against Payano than play him. Yeah, and, and like, I think I'd rather take a shot on, like, a, a Drew Smiley um, or, or even, like, a Smeltzer on the other side of this game. I was just saying, like, if, if we've seen any kind of glimpse of what he's shown in the minors, like – Maybe you take a shot on him here, but he really just hasn't shown us anything to what he was putting up in the minors. And we see young pitchers, sometimes it takes a year. Like, it's not automatic for some of these guys to just translate and do well. So, um, you know, you talked about the Minnesota Bats already. They're, they're you know, top-end stack here. They're all priced up. You know, Sano's not too bad. But CJ Crone's the guy that kind of stands out to me here, 4,100. Um, Jonathan Scope, you know, getting some of these position players. You talk about it all the time taking advantage of, you know, where these guys are positioned. 
you know, Marwin Gonzalez. It's a top-end stack. This bullpen stinks. You can play the five, six, seven, eight hitters that are a little bit cheaper to make the rest of the stack work. Right. That's why I look at the top, the top guy to me is Jorge Polanco at shortstop, you know, batting, batting from the left side with the ballpark upgrade. I mean, like the Twins hit a ton of home runs in Minnesota, and that's, a, that's still a hitter's ballpark, but it's not like – the, the temperature is going to be uh, – it's 96 degrees with 37% humidity. So, like, against a team that has, like, Sano and Kepler and Rosario and Garver, I know he's an expensive catcher, but, I mean, maybe Arias at 4,300 is a little stretch. Uh, but, I mean – Hey, you could even throw in like if Adrianza's in the lineup and he's batting ninth. They're on the road. They're going to get ninth inning at bats. And if if, if, if people are going to stack the Twins, they pay, you know Adrianza probably comes in at four percent owned because no one's going to include him. You could do something like that and play him at third base and play like kind of the wraparound. Play uh, may play Marwin in the outfield and do like C- seven eight nine one two or something like that because like Payano, if he's not striking people out, he's either walking them or giving up home runs. So, like, they can come from any part of the lineup. So, like, to me, one through nine is in play. Yep. Yeah, I even like Jake Cave. Like, let him crack the lineup. That's a cheap outfield with a ton of power. Like, he, he hasn't shown it, but we know how much power he has. Like, he still has a 45.5% hard hit rate. Like, we know he has a ton of power. He just strikes out at a really high clip. We just got done saying, if this guy's not striking guys out, he's walking them or giving up a lot of hard contact. Sign me up for Jake Cave, too. So, um, as far as, like, Texas goes on the other side of this game, you know, all these guys are really in play here against Meltzer. Um, you know, especially Jeff Mathis at 2.0K. Um, or know, Jose Trevino, depending. He's 2,700, so you have to pay up a little bit for him. Steve. Listen, that 700 makes a difference today. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it does. That's why it's like if, if, if don't play Jose Trevino as a one-off when you can like get up to Yadi or Molina in your stack. So like, like, like this lineup is like how do you pay 4,700 for Willie Calhoun lefty lefty? Like how do you like how do you do that? like I don't mind like I don't even mind Odor lefty lefty at 4,100. Like I like no one's gonna play these guys. Because people don't want to play people without the platoon advantage. But I'm telling you, Smeltzer still gives up power to the left side. So, like, if you're not going to play Smeltzer, like, don't, don't be put off. But, like, I'm not going to just play, like, Delino De Shields at 3,900. That just seems like throwing money away. So, like, pay for Danny Santana. Play Chew, even. I mean, we've seen him hit lefty-lefty home runs. He's 4,500. It's just that these lefties are going to get much less ownership than they probably should. And if I see projections coming out at like 2%, 3%, like I wouldn't stack them, but I, I could definitely see taking one-offs. I'd stack them. I have no issues with stacking the lefties. Oh, like, balls. You got balls there. Well, Even like, I wouldn't do it. Like Willie Calhoun, he has a 500 ISO, um, a 50-plus percent hard hit rate. Odor has a 264 ISO. Like, Chu is at 170, Santana 274. Like, there's not a reason to not look at the stack. Like, there's Oh, all out. the outfield slots are gone. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll play three outfielders if I'm going to get a, a team-owned stack under, like, 5%. That's fine with me. Okay. Good. I will not be uh, joining you on that journey. Arizona and San Francisco in Arizona. Derek Rodriguez, Alex Young. Um, any interest here in Derek Rodriguez? 
I mean, he's 4,800. He's probably going to end up in my player pool just as a, like, to paper like a double stack of expensiveness, but it's not someone I want to play. <laughs> can't get behind it. You just can't, like, um, all in. Nope. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, at least I know. See, the difference between Derek Rodriguez and whoever might pl- might come in for the Yankees is, like, at least I know Derek Rodriguez is actually pitching. Like, that's the positive thing I could say about it. That is true. Um, any interest here in Alex Young? Uh, he's, he's, I think he's overpriced at 8,100, but against the, the Giants, uh, I, I got to have some interest when, you know, their lineup is – like, the guys that I, I – the only one in their lineup that I really have a problem with is like Evan Longoria. And if I'm having a problem with just Evan Longoria, that means I got to be in a good spot to target a pitcher against this team. Yeah. He's my favorite SP two on the slate. You know, we look at his numbers this season. He's really limited the damage against righties, you know, probably only belt, maybe Crawford. Um, the only two lefties in this lineup. I doubt scooter plays. If scooter plays hallelujah, it's fine with me. Um, but he's, he's getting a lot of ground balls. This is, the roof's going to be closed. It's going to help this, um, you know, ballpark, you know, whenever the roof's closed, it helps pitching more than it helps hitting. So we look at his numbers in AAA, you know, in 54 innings in AAA this season, this dude has a 15.2% swinging strike rate. The, the, he has stuff. Like anytime you see a guy with a swinging strike rate at any level that high, you know he has stuff. He's a top 10 prospect in the Arizona, Arizona organization. So like I said, he, he's he's the guy for me. Like, he's my SP2. I'm going to do the best I can to pair him with a Darvish or a Bray and, you know, just build from there. No, I get it because, like, the Giants, even even their best their best hitters, and I'm using that in, like, quotes, <laughs> is, like, Yastrzemski, Dickerson. Like, Dickerson's a lefty, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the, the righties, like, Sandoval is on the, on the IL. So, like, what, Austin Slater, Pilar, Longoria, Posey. Like Ricard, Ricard would probably be in the lineup. Okay, but I'm, he has no power. I'm, I'm talking about like who am I scared of? Like if there's two guys on base, how do I give up that three-run homer that kills me? At you know pitcher, like I don't, I don't see that here. So like even even if I were going to roster people on the on the Giants, because yeah, the Giants are getting a, a ballpark upgrade, but not like significantly. Arizona is a better place to pitch than to hit. So like if anything, what am I playing? I'm playing Longoria at 4K at third base, even though there's like there's other third basemen that are cheaper that are probably in better spots. So, like, I look and, I'm like, on a short, a shorter, a medium-sized slate like this, if I can't justify playing the Giants' bats, and I think Alex Young is maybe a little overpriced, I'm still going to side with the pitcher because, like, what bats am I playing? Yeah, and, like, they called up Aramis Ramirez, so, like, another guy that strikes out a ton. Like, there's there's going to be some upside here for Alex Young. I hate the word safe in baseball because I don't think anything's safe when it comes to baseball because I think it's one of the higher variant sports, anything can happen type of sports. And, like, I think he's kind of safe here. Um, and I'm perfectly okay paying 8100 for a guy that I think is safe when I don't think there is another guy in this range that's safe. But on the flip side of that, there's other guys that have higher ceilings in this price range today. So, you know, you got to kind of give and take um, a little bit on the slate. But um, there's some cheap bats that we've talked about already where you can kind of make everything work. Um, As far as the Giants bats go, like, you know, I I probably would have some interest here in Solano, but I pulled up his price and it's like, seriously? (laughs) Like, no chance. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's almost the same amount as uh, Didi Gregorius. Like, nope, that's pass. Yeah, I'm more interested in the Diamondbacks bats because I think they uh, go. They they're similar to like the Pirates. They go under owned all the time. And Derek Rodriguez is not a strikeout pitcher. He's the opposite of a strikeout pitcher. It's going to be all Babbitt. That's pretty much what it's going to be. So, like, if I could get a a low-owned stack that I could also make for, like, 21K on this slate or 20 and a half, like Marte, Escobar, Walker, if Flores cracks the lineup, I know it's, it's, not, it's not against the lefty, but he's 3,200 and he's second base eligible. I can play Ahmed. I can play Jones. I mean, I, I, can, put the, I can put together a five-man stack here and still have three slots for – power bats and great, you know, twins bats and Yankee bats and stuff like that and still fit pitching in. So, like, that's the appeal to me, especially against a pitcher who, what, like average, his K prop is going to be like three and a half. Yeah, um, I like the Arizona side more as well. David Peralta, 4K, um, Alex Avila, 3,900, Jake Lamb, 3,800, just to add some guys that you had already, you know, to add to the guys that you had already talked about. Um, you, you can make the stack and it's not going to cost you a ton. So I certainly will be looking at this Arizona team because like I said, I want to play a Darvish and maybe like an Alex Young. So a stack like this kind of fits the build. If I don't go like a, you know, three, three, two or something along those lines on this slate to make it work. Um, all right, moving on Astros and athletics, 10 total, Aaron Sanchez, Mike fires, um, Sanchez, a slight favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Sanchez going into Oakland? Well, I mean, he's getting a big – I mean, Oakland's a great place to pitch. So, I mean, Aaron Sanchez at 7,700, I mean, seems to – he seems to have found a new groove with the Astros. So, at 7,700, I mean, to me, it's still better than, like, Tehran. It's still, I mean, probably, quote, safer than Smiley. So, yeah, and, and like, on the other – the buyers at 9,500, Jesus. Like, against the Astros, like – Dude, like Darvish and Gray are there. Like, why? 9,500. Like, did, did someone at DraftKings type in the keyboard wrong? Did someone fall on their face to get a $9,500 price tag for Mike Fires? Because you tell me he's 2% owned, and I probably still don't play. Yeah, maybe at 7,500 if he was 2% owned, I'd take a shot. But not at 9,500. And I think Aaron Sanchez is going to be your chalk SP2 today. Um Maybe it's Alex Young. I think it would be one of those two guys is going to be the chalk SP2, and I'm not going to hate on either one. You know, you talked about the ballpark upgrade. He's pitched really well since joining Houston. Um, I think it makes a difference when you're pitching for a team that is contending. Um, so I think that he's very much in play at 7,700, and I'm just staying away from fires at 9,500. I don't care if he's free, like, you know. Or not free. I don't care if he has zero ownership. I'm still not playing him here against Houston. We know – Throughout his career, he's been very reverse splits. This lineup's pretty right-handed heavy. I know it's not the best ballpark in the world, but, um, you know, I'm not going to go up here and load up on the Houston bats just because, like, my problem with Houston today is we look at the pricing and it's like we're not really getting a discount for these guys being in Oakland. Right, and plus Fires doesn't get blown up. Like, Fires could give up two home runs, but he'll still pitch six innings, get three strikeouts, have soft contact, a whole bunch of fly balls that go nowhere. So, like, on the Houston side, like, yeah, I can see them play, playing one-offs, you know, going going for a home run or something. But, like, if they, if, if it's going to be, like, 
if they're going to take away from a stack that I have, like I'd rather play the pieces of the stack than play an Astros bat. Outside of Jordan Alvarez, who just hits two home runs every day. Well, you know, you do you play you play all you have to do every day is Jordan Alvarez, Aristides Aquino, and then just print money, right? Isn't isn't <laughs> that and Jeff Mathis, so you can fit it all in. <laughs> there you go. Sign me up. Um, any Oakland bats that stand out to you here? All of them. If Aaron Sanchez is going to be chalk, well, it's my style. Like it, if, uh, if I you, actually, I love this call. I love it. Because look at the prices. I just, I just show me the prices, and you see, uh, you see Chapman at four thousand, Olson at four thousand, Canad four thousand, Crush Davis at thirty four hundred, Piscotti, Profar who has power, thirty thirty three hundred over there in second base spot. Like if the Aaron Sanchez of old comes back and he walks five guys. Right, and he gives up a left-handed home grand slant to Matt Olson. I mean, like I know it's a pitcher's park, but if Aaron Sanchez is going to carry thirty percent ownership, these bats are going to be four percent owned. And if the old Aaron, the sample size of new Aaron Sanchez is what two starts, three starts, it could come back. So to me, it's a, it's an I'm the my interest in the Oakland bats is directly related to Aaron Sanchez's ownership. If Aaron Sanchez ends up coming in at SB2 ownership at like 20, 22%, then I'm not, okay, you could do it. But like if it inflates to 30 plus, I may still play some Aaron Sanchez in, in my mix of lineups, but I'll make sure to have five man uh, Oakland stacks in addition to that. I like the Oakland stack call. Um, he's still Aaron Sanchez. He still is a guy that has a massive walk rate. Facing a team that has one of the highest walk rates in baseball against right-handed pitching. I think they're fourth through sixth, somewhere in that range the last time I checked. So it's a team, if you look at it, you know, seven of these guys have walk rates over 10%. So you almost know that this is not one of those, like, lock and load Aaron Sanchez spots. That's why I like Alex Young. That's why I said it. I think Alex Young's my guy on this slate. But I like the Oakland call. Um, I don't think I'll play a bunch of lineups today because I'll be at the track. But I, I do think that, like, if I was playing five-plus lineups today, I'd have at least one Oakland stack. And, and that's not even a, a ton of lineups. But I think it's a really interesting leverage spot. And I, I think he does come in at high ownership. I, I really do. Um, anybody that game logs if, – if you game log Aaron Sanchez, you're playing him in, in Oakland against Oakland here. Yeah, and then the, the Oakland lineup. I mean, you could fill any position you want practically. Semi at shortstop, pro far at second base. You can even play Herman or whoever's catching. I mean, it it feels even a three man as part of, on the opposite side of a five man. I mean, I just don't see the A's carrying much ownership. Matt Olson's too cheap today. He's the guy. He's the pro. He's the fly ball profile guy. He's too cheap today. All right, last game we got the White Sox and the Angels. We got uh, Renardo Lopez against Andrew Heaney, nine and a half total. Heaney is a one seventy eight favorite. Um, any interest in Renardo Lopez? He's a strikeout pitcher. I got to have something. I mean, he's seventy nine hundred. Uh, the 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 issue comes in is like the this this Angels lineup is doesn't really profile well for him. Uh, fly ball pitcher actually getting a ballpark downgrade going into Los Angeles. Uh, the problem is that I like the, the, the Angels are all outfielders, so it's like I can't even stack the Angels anyway. So I like I could have some – like if Lopez comes in at, at 6 to 8% ownership, I'll probably have some of them. Yeah. Um, 
it just the thing that I, my biggest issue with him is just velocity. Like we we see his velocity fluctuate so much, and when he when he's topping that ninety seven ninety eight, he's pitching really well. And I don't know, like, is he a guy like if I'm the White Sox, you know, coach, GM, however you want to say it, like. I'd probably give him six days instead of five every week because when he's topping that velocity, he's pitching really well. So I think it's a coin flip. Like, is he, you know, you'll, you'll know early. Is he throwing hard enough? Like, you know, it makes a huge difference. Like, you know, Jordan, imagine a, a ball coming in two, diff, two mile an hour faster. Like it just makes a, it makes a massive distance or difference. So I, I think it's a coin flip. He's 7,900. If you want to play him in tournaments, nobody's going to talk you off of it. Um, Andrew Heaney on the other side of this game, he's 9K. He's facing the White Sox. They strike out a ton. Like, Heaney's not my favorite pitcher when it comes to the Angels. But when you look at it, the White Sox, they they walk at a really low rate. They have a plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. And we say it every day, the bottom of this order is garbage. Um, I think you have to have a little interest in Heaney, especially if he's going to be, you know, you, you kind of have to play the ownership game when it comes to Heaney and Gray and Darvish um, when you're looking at large field tournaments today. Well, definitely. I mean, to, to me, this whole game screams variance. So it's a matter of, like, because what, 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 the White Sox are my vomit stack because look at these prices. And Heaney <laughs> – doesn't shock me. Well, Heaney's a, he's a lefty. They're going to be a lot of – they're going to be a bunch of righties in, in, this, in this White Sox lineup. Uh Los Angeles, where the Angels play, is 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 good for that for the power on that side. And Heaney's the type of is a fly ball pitcher that gives up hard contact to righties, or he strikes out twelve of them. So it's one of those two outcomes. So I could definitely see playing a sub ten percent owned Heaney in my mix of lineups, as well as like the White Sox stack is just like it is by far, especially if Beef is in the lineup. The, the cheapest stack that you could make? Um, you know, the Angel side of things here, you know, outside of paying up for like a trout, Otani's 46. He's still a little bit expensive, but they're another team that, like Calhoun's 41. The, the problem with them, you say it all the time, you use up your outfield spots. It's really hard to stack them without using three of your outfield spots. But, you know, there, there's some cheap bats in here, depending on which lineup they roll out here. You can get middle infielders under 3,500 with, you know, not a lot of pop, but enough at 3,500 to if you're if you're building a, a high-end, you know, Minnesota stack, for instance. Like, you're going to need some cheap bats somewhere. Right, no love for Max Stassi. He's minimum price catcher. Listen, he's a lineup in Mathis's, and I have my lineup done. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to – Oh, okay. So, you're fine. You're fine with the Jeff Mathis doppelganger guy. Listen, I am perfectly fine with a zero from a 2K catcher every day of the week. I, okay. I say it so much. Like, it's, it's, it never bothers me. If, so you, if it's zero, don't hate it. You're not going to find the 600 to get Wellington Castillo? If I have 600 when I get done and I'm okay with it, sure. Like, right now in my placeholder lineup that I just built as we were going, I have 300 left over. There's just not enough. I'm taking a punt catcher. Mathis is in there right now. Let's go. Well, I'm taking a look at this White Sox lineup, and it's like a Abreu. Like everyone's like, what the the most expensive batter is Tim Anderson at 4K. Abreu's 3900, McCann is 3600, and if Castillo's in as a DH, he's 2600. Uh, Eloy is 3400. Eloy, out of this whole lineup, against a lefty, 
that a fly ball lefty that gives up hard contact when you when you make contact, uh, Eloy could hit three home runs this game. He could also strike out five times. So like <laughs> it's it's one of the two. It could happen, and he's thirty four hundred. So uh, do I take Eloy or do I take Chris Davis at thirty four hundred against Aaron Sanchez? Like it's the the way things are going. I think Eloy is actually probably the better play. <laughs> Davis had a few days off though. You never know. Like he could be refreshed. Um, I still have to get my money back. He still he still owes me money. Chris Davis right. still owes me money. That's right. Um, he owes you lunch money. I'll play both of them in the lineup. I'll I'm gonna play an Elo. I'm gonna play a White Sox A's stack, and then I'll probably be able to pay up for for Darvish and Gray, and then uh, I'll leave eight hundred. Can I? How about this? The eight hundred on the table. For you to get from Stassi to someone else, I'll I'll see if I could like dra- I could send it to you on DraftKings from my my from my line. I appreciate it, um, Stevie TPFL over there on DraftKings, no problem. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here. Give me a guy under eight K to get six or more strikeouts today. Under eight K. Let me. Well, it's not gonna be Plutko. That's definitely not Plutko. <laughs> we hope not. Under eight K. Oh geez, uh, I can't say. Uh, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to go with Smeltzer. There was the one that I honestly I thought you were gonna take somebody different. I thought you were gonna uh, take Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna take. Okay. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust up here today? Mike Fires. <laughs> wow, that's a bold call there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Julio Tehran. I just I have a bad feeling about him today. Uh, give me a home run over four K. Uh, I I mean the, the the obvious one would be like Aquino because apparently that's all he does. Uh, but not but I I can't I, no sample size that would be a bad pick. Uh, and then you, you try to take a Twins batter and it's like it could be any of them. So so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with someone that's not – oh, it has to be over 4K? Can I actually – can I get one oh, and a half has points? To, has to be over 4K. Can I get extra bonus points if it's under 4K? You could take him as your two-hit guy under 4K. And yeah, but he's not – Eloy is not going to get two hits. He's going to make contact once with the ball. We all know it. <laughs> he's never going to make contact twice. Come on. Listen, if that's who you want, I'll let you have him as your home run. No, well, no, I don't get an extra bonus. I don't get the odds. I've learned from sharp side. You know, I'm not getting the the closing line value. So so uh, now I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, Stevie. Aaron Judge. So I was gonna take. <laughs> um, you can take Gary it, Sanchez. Plut Plutko has to give up five home runs in one of these games. It has to happen. Look at his right? look at his metrics. It has to happen. Um, I'm gonna take CJ Crone. I'm going to take one of the Minnesota guys, CJ Crone, uh, right over 4K. He's going to be the guy that I have for home run. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Well, it's not Eloy. Like I, that, that, that would be the dumbest choice for two hits. Oh, oh, because I can't choose between those two. Because uh, I'm I'm trying to target like Derek Rodriguez. I'll, I'll go off the board. Kettle Marte. Marte's under 4K. Oh, under 4K. Oh, see, I get confused over that. I tried to take the under guy for the home run, the over guy for two hits. 
I'm still new here. I'm still new. Rookie, like we we broke you in. Like it's been two months. Like you know, you 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 got to know the game. No, but I got all flummoxed when you I found out that this actually gets tracked. (laughs) I messed you up. Right. Okay. So under. Now I have to go start looking again. Like I even brought my notebook with me, like on the trip. Like oh, gotta keep too much work for this. Because to find a bat under under 4K is tough as it is. Under 4K. Oh, there's no one under 4K. Can I say no one? Can I just bet like no one under oh, 4K? Sure. That would be a horrible bet. That would be horrible. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to even. Okay. I'll, I'll make a joke pick because I can't pick. Uh, you say even though it's not against the right, against the lefty. I'll go with Roberto Perez. All right. Um, I'm going to take Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, that sounds like a smart pick. Why didn't I go there? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Well, I have to, now I have to hedge against your Marwin pick. So, like, uh, it's it's Pluck. Like, I'm just going to double down on it. Like, this has to happen to Plutko at some point. I'm going to go with the Yankees. All right. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati Reds. Don't forget about the Reds today. Michael Walker stinks. Um, Jordan, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping uh, – I'm going to say this every day when I roster when Oakland is on a slate. Maybe tonight's the night that I get all my money back with Chris Davis. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Like we talked about yesterday, the college football product is live here at Rotogrinders, rotogrinders.com slash premium slash CFB. Um, go check it out. Absolutely loaded, um, you know, as, as far as who's helping out for the college football stuff this year. You got Dan Bach, um, SDL Cards, Chop, um, Natural Slugger. Um, there's a ton, ton of content going on. Um, make sure you're checking it out. You're, you're not going to miss out. Take advantage of the, the season price here while it's still, um, you know, until August 25th. So check it out. Um, on that note, he is – Blenderhead. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.